This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. Let's start the show. Good morning. I'm Dr. Bob Falkenstein, Assistant Superintendent at Penta Career Center, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. One of my favorite things is having people do that because everyone does it so different. Um, but for the most part, people like, they want to sound like super professional, like a radio announcer <laughs> or whatever. And this is their one time they get to be on a mic sometimes. for a Yeah, right, months, so. right. But uh, uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've, I've known you for a while. Um, you were my freshman football coach yep. when I first moved to Perrysburg. Um, how long did you coach um, when you were at Perrysburg? Uh, I coached a total of 10 years from oh, okay. Gibsonburg and Perrysburg. Oh, awesome. Was yes. it always football or did you coach other sports too? Uh, I also coached track for a little while. Oh, okay. But primarily football. Did you coach track at Perrysburg? No, that okay. was in Gibsonburg. I wasn't sure if, because I know Mr. Keel was the track coach. I wasn't right. sure if, he, if you, because you coached with him. So I wasn't sure if you guys coached track together too. Um, so you, uh, we were just talking about you were on my back deck, talking about how you grew up here in Perrysburg. Um, is this is this where you were born? You lived here all your when you were younger. Yes, I grew up here and uh, went to Frank Elementary before Woodland Elementary was built. Oh wow! Okay. And then moved over there in the first grade. Yeah. But I grew up on Hufford Road, and so it's kind of nice to be back in the old hood, <laughs> and uh, you know, I watched this place get built. Yeah. You know, so like I was saying, we would ride our bikes all over town, mm-hmm. and we would cut back through the fields uh, over to Simmons Road here, and and then over to Lutheran Church of the Master, and. You know, with the tackle box on the back of the bike going to Simmons Pond and fishing, and it was a wonderful childhood. Yeah, and and that's something you still do today, right? Fish, you're big, big oh, into fishing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I went fishing last weekend on the river. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's it's always cool to me, like when when kids do, or, or I say when adults still do stuff that they did as a childhood, as a child. Like it's something something at some point there was one day where it's like, man, this is the best, and then you just keep doing it. Uh huh. And then that's just, I always tell kids and just in general, like find something you love to do, man, and, and figure out a way to do that or yep. figure out a way to get paid to do that. Right? It, it sticks with you. Yeah. The things that you do as a, as a youth, mm-hmm. you know, really do stick. They stuck with me anyway. Yeah. And, uh, and then new opportunities come up too mm-hmm. and things change and, uh, we become professionals and, and parents. I always see me and my friends as like. Like, how are we doing the things we're doing? Aren't we just 19 still? Like, it's it just because you these are my best friends and this is when I met them. And and now we're 20 years later, we're adults and we're doing all these cool things. And they're like, man, we shouldn't be allowed to. I shouldn't be allowed to run two Metro Parks right now. You know, I'm right. I'm, I'm, I'm 36. But really, in my brain, I'm like, man, this is crazy. Well, age is not chronological. Yeah. It's all mental. Yeah. And yeah. so I, you know, I figure I'm kind of stuck as a 38 year old. Yeah. And uh, I won't mention my age, but uh, it, I was doing some reflection and listening some to some of your other podcasts mm-hmm. and thinking back to, um, you know, English class yeah. and, you know, having, I, I believe you might have been in, in one of my English classes so. and uh, uh, Scott Buecher mm-hmm. and, you know, just seeing that kind of go full circle and then having Scott come back onto the, 
the Perrysburg High School staff before I, I had left for North Baltimore mm-hmm. and, and having that connection. And then, you know, having you be in charge of all the umpires yeah. for baseball and having my son be involved as, a, as an ump yeah. and as his track coach and now as his football coach. Yeah. And, and it's just neat how those circles continue because that happened to me too. Because when I came back to Perrysburg as a staff member, mm-hmm. there I was as a colleague with, you know, Greg Harmon and, and <laughs> Ray Pullman and, and Dave Hall and so many other people. Was it weird to you to, to call them by their first names? Because that's still something I, even when I texted you, I said, Mr. Falkenstein, like it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a, t- like a hurdle almost to, to get over. Even I've had friends where I'll see their parents and I say Mr. and Mrs. And if they don't s- invite me to say, you know, I feel like, well, they like that too. They want me to continue that. And I always, it's always a weird thing. Like even when Scott was talking uh, about Jackie Durr and he'd say Jackie and it was like, oh, that's so weird. It's a it weird takes thing. a while. Yeah. I mean, it, it because <laughs> of the, you know, the way that I was raised and how I address people. Mm-hmm. You know, that it did take a while before I could, you know, say, oh, hey, Dave, what's going on? Yeah. But yeah. we all grow up, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and here we are. The easiest ones to do are the coaches I've had to continue to call them coach. Even when I worked with Coach Kriegel, like it was just an easy thing to do. It's what I don't know why, but it just it just seemed easier. Well, that guy, he'll be called coach by hundreds of people forever. Yeah. That that's one of my favorite things is when a, a kid I've coached I coached in seventh grade is graduated now and they, they'll say hey coach how you doing you yep. know and it's it is a cool thing you know yep no, that's part of part of something that kind of got put to the wayside with me because I got out of coaching mm-hmm. in I think two thousand six before I went back to school and then you know changing districts when I got my first principal job yeah you know now it's kind of like like starting all over yeah yeah. So so let's go back after you you went to Perrysburg you went to Perrysburg High School yes uh, where'd you go to college at uh, I went to undergrad at Ohio University okay yep and then my master's at the University of Toledo and then my doctorate at Bowling Green State University I like to work my way around the Mac yeah yeah <laughs> that's cool though that's that's a uh, to to spread to to spread and, and learn from different institutions that's mm-hmm. a cool thing yeah, yeah but OU was great I loved it I learned a lot there. Uh, learned how to be independent, learned mm-hmm. how to think critically, uh, learned how to be more accepting of all others mm-hmm. and things that have stuck with me for a lifetime. That's one thing I, I never experienced moving away for college. Uh, after when I graduated, I went to BG for a year, but I still loved that home. Uh, I never, uh, I would go visit my friends and that was cool to see how they were living and everything, but that's something I never experienced. And I think, I think it's a cool thing. I think it's important. It's an important step. Um, if you decide that college is for you, it's an important step to be like, okay, I'm moving out uh, in a dorm where I, I, I need to pay for some of my stuff, but not I'm not concerned with bills yet. And then the next step is moving out. You know, I think it's a good little step to be an adult. You know? Yeah, it, it really is. And, and now, and maybe we'll get into this a little bit later, but mm-hmm. that whole landscape has changed. Yeah. And the options that students have have changed. I yeah. mean, it used to be at least you know, around Perrysburg that you either went to college, which was the majority of people, mm-hmm. or you became employed. And now there are so many other pathways to get to where you want to be. And yeah. that's, that's where Penta Career Center comes into play in, yeah. in a major way, yeah. um, especially uh, recently yeah. with, um, you know, with the expense of college and the, the college loans and what we can provide at the high school level before somebody even graduates from high school. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I definitely plan on, on touching that later. Um, Cause I think Penta, I, I wish I would have went to Penta. 
Um, but I, I, for someone who doesn't work there, I'm such a champion for it because I think it's important for kids. And there's a lot of kids on the football team that go to Penta, and I like talking to them about it and just letting them know, like, hey, you're you're doing what you want to do. Continue to do that thing. You know, it, it's Penta's great. I love it. So, when did you decide to? Uh, did you go to Owens for turf management? I did. So yeah, after after uh, wasting my money for my, and my parents' money for a little for about a year, I didn't I didn't do anything. I just worked. And then I was with my wife, who graduated from BG. We were dating, dating at the time, or engaged. I can't remember, but we were living together. And I, I felt like I should go to school and get something. So I went through. I think I've said it before, but I, I took the whole catalog and every page, I, anything that interested me, I dog-eared. And then I, I did it once, and I ended up with fifty, sixty things. I did it again, just kept, kept winding it down, winding it down no until kidding. I until I decided on landscaping. Yeah, landscape turf grass management. Um, I went there. I tell kids, I go, hey, it took me four years to get my two year because I had to work full time, and I, this is what I had to do. But I did it, and and I have an associate's degree in it. it it's helped me, you know, a right. tremendously. Right. Good. But yeah, I I wish I I wish I would have done a couple things. I wish I would have went to Penta. Um, I think I would have been do. I I probably would have been doing construction. My grandfather was a carpenter, um, so I was in a carpenter's apprentice for a little bit too. Um, but I probably would have been doing that some sort of construction. Um, and I probably wouldn't have if I would have went to school. Maybe it would have been like a trade school or something like that. But it would it would have drastically changed. I think what I was doing. Yep, and that's still a challenge. It's very difficult to talk to a freshman in high school about how they envision making money. Mm-hmm. You know, after they graduate high school. Yeah. But we're we're beginning to get some help from the state of Ohio with the new school funding formula. Okay, um, career centers are going to have more access, more ability to get into middle schools. And, and promote programming oh, that's at that awesome. level yeah. so that people can begin to think about, uh, you know, a career. Mm-hmm. Because I think the the sooner you can do it, it's, it's always weird to me. Not weird. It's just, it just seems like a, a strange thing when I ask like a freshman, like uh, even, well, I should say this, even a senior, when I ask, what do you want to do? And they know exactly what they want to do. Like, man, that's great because I did not. Mm-hmm. I thought I did and I changed several times and to, to see someone like really focused on it or going to this school I never heard of because they have this particular thing they want to do. I really enjoy that. But there's also a lot of kids, like you said, who don't know what they're doing or have or not even the slightest idea. Yeah, e- even as a freshman in college, so many people change majors. Yeah. And, and now that's a $25,000 error. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you went to OU, did you know exactly like I'm going to be a teacher? I was going to go into broadcast journalism and be a sports announcer. Oh, really? Yes. And so I was in the telecommunications program working okay. to get into journalism. And uh, throughout that, I was a, a radio uh, disc jockey and wow. uh, did that sort of thing and, and talking on the air. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, I was involved in musicals in high school as well okay. as sports. So I was uh, comfortable being in front of people and being on the stage. Yeah. But then at the beginning of my sophomore year, like over that summer, I wasn't real thrilled about it. And that's when I decided I'm going to be a high school English teacher. So so what what changed where you, you're like, I'm doing this, I'm having fun. And then it, it seemed like it was like a switch that was just like, nah, I don't want it anymore. Well, I had an exam coming up and I wanted to get out of it. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then it got me thinking, like, this is not interesting. I do not want to be in a dark booth my whole life. Oh, okay, Maybe yeah. I can get in front of the camera someday. Yeah. But the impact that my high school teachers and coaches had on me really impressed on me. Wow, that might be a fun way to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I switched. Well, that, yeah. And, and um, 
and you're great at everything. Everything I've had, I've had the pleasure of, of you coaching me. It's it's always when you hear from other kids like, hey, they this player doesn't like you for this reason or whatever, and that happens. You come across a bunch of kids sure. throughout your whole career. You know that's always um, you never want to want to come off that way. But the switch you made then, you know, has paid dividends for where you're at now too. You know, you just kept progressing and, and finding what you wanted to do. And and I'm sure when you started at the high school, you didn't think, hey, I'm going to be uh, assistant superintendent at Penta. I had no idea I'd even go into administration. Oh wow! In okay. fact, I kind of swore it off early in my career to people that suggested it for wow. me. But little leadership opportunities come up, mm-hmm. and you begin doing something differently. Um, and, and then I got the itch yeah. and so I, I went after it and thought, you know, being a principal, uh, would be where I want to hang my hat now. Yeah. And, and after 12 years of it, I mean, it was wonderful. I, North Baltimore is a wonderful town, mm-hmm. wonderful people. And, but I, I kind of got that itch to get closer to my family okay. with my kids growing up and wanting to go to their events rather than everybody else's kids. Mm-hmm. You know, and and when this opportunity came available, um, I jumped at it. Yeah, and it's been a real blessing. So you said you were at North Baltimore for twelve years. Yes. Uh, wow, that that seems crazy to me. That's a long time. I, I didn't I didn't think it was that long. Yep, two thousand eight to uh, twenty twenty. Wow. Okay. And then I started at Penta Career Center the week after COVID hit. Oh really? Yes. Oh man, I always hear about people like, "Hey, I started this, and then COVID hit," and it's like, man, you're. It's one thing to be starting a new job, but then just to have to deal with that also. It was wild. <laughs> I I began learning that position from the uh, comforts of my spare bedroom <laughs> because campus was closed. Yeah. How, how and how did uh, I? And I understand Penta. You still have um, regular classes, like it's not just Penta classes, whatever field you're doing. So being like a, a hands-on thing, how did you guys deal with with COVID and being shut down and everything? Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, it was really rough because people come to Penta to be in our labs. Yeah, one of our 27 labs, and so we had to pivot very quickly and rely on webcam instruction and uh, you know. Um, different remote learning opportunities. And it was really, really hard to end that 2020 year Yeah, to the point that we made some drastic changes over the summer, that summer before the uh, uh, 2021 school year so that we could get our students back in the labs. Uh, okay. And that's what we did. We were successful in uh, staying healthy. We were hybrid part of last year, um, but we knew we have got to get our kids back in the labs because you cannot learn how to weld on YouTube. Yeah. You, yeah. you have to do it. You can you can only do so much with your eyes, mm-hmm. right? Where your eyes and ears, you can only do so much. And I mean, that's why I chose to do what I what I'm doing because I can't be one to sit at a desk all day. And that's what these kids are finding out. Like, hey, I want to, I want to do this work with my hands, and then everything just shuts down. Like, wait, no, this is not what I wanted at no. all. Yeah, no, it, yeah, <laughs> that was rough. We we never want to repeat it. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how's everything going this year? This year, things are going awesome. Good. Good. Yep. We are back full. We are doing fine. We're uh, prepared to pivot if we need to. Yeah. Um, But Penta is a very large campus, Mm -hmm. 500,000 square foot building. And so we do have some space that affords us to do things differently than a a traditional high school. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, we've got uh, contingency plans if necessary. Yeah. But we're hopeful that with, uh, you know, vaccines and... Uh, the better knowledge that we have of the coronavirus mm-hmm. that we'll, we'll be able to stay in school all year. Yeah. 
I, I know one thing with with thrust being thrust into like, hey, we got to shut everything down. I know my kids. Um, they last year they were in third in kindergarten, and having to like sit down with them and be at a computer the whole time and not be able to see what their friends, you know, that was tough. But um, I and I can only speak for Perrysburg schools because that's all I know. Like they did such a good job, and it seemed like instantly you had to do all this stuff, and they, they did such a good job at at um, going through that in a, such a fast transition and make sure everyone, you know was getting what they needed and then the little zooms where they could see their friends like yes. it was such a change like, I, I, my daughter's in kindergarten and she gets to see her friends albeit on a screen but at least she gets to see them you know so i know like i said for praiseworth schools it, it was it, it it sucked but they did a great job yep and, and the student experience is why all of us are in education mm-hmm. and another facet of that is uh, the needs of the staff and so as assistant superintendent, I was helping our staff with uh, any COVID-related issues that might have been encountered yeah. and the, the questions that come and the guidance that's been issued and changed from the county and state level and just trying to help our staff navigate that because they, the staff you know, provide our instruction. They are our daily contacts with our students. Yeah. And so it was, it, was, uh, it was a joy to help people. You know, it was, there were some hard situations, but that happened everywhere in the nation. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're in a, a, a very important leadership role now. Uh, you talked about when you first went into administration. Uh, well, before that, you got you just something's like, hey, I want to, I want to do this. What was that thing that made you like want to be in this leadership, want to be in charge? Because I know f- for me, when I first, when Coach Creel asked me to be the head freshman football coach. I wasn't sure that I wanted to be a head coach. And as soon as I started doing it, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I like being in charge. I want to do this thing for a while. You know, I I kind of felt like I had um, become a, a really solid teacher. Mm-hmm. And I began to try to envision how can I help more people? And, you know, you can take on additional roles and supplementals and, and things. But I, I kind of discovered that as the school building leader, I can impact all the staff, which in turn impacts all the students. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like a, nat- a natural progression to me. And also something that I discovered I aspired to. I mean, when I was growing up, my mom was the administrative assistant for the superintendent of Perrysburg schools, okay. who at the time was Joe Bailey. And when I was in middle school, that's at the Commodore building. Mm-hmm. That's where the board offices still were. I would go in his office and do homework. And so I, I was around people like that. Yeah. I was exposed to people in leadership positions. And so I kind of felt like going into a principal job was the next natural progression. And in order to help me aspire to that, uh, Perrysburg schools, um, uh, Mike short, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Short had me go from the classroom to the Perrysburg digital Academy. So I ran the Perrysburg Digital Academy for three years from 2005 to 2008. Mm -hmm. And that was an online option for students where traditional school just was not working. Got it. And so that kind of exposed me to the way Ohio schools work with Mm -hmm. EMIS and data collection and uh, those other things you don't get when you're a a classroom teacher. Do you, excuse me, do you, um, do you think it's harder to because all all your roles that you've had you you've gotten more education, is it is it harder or I say easier because you're in education to to continue your education and not just um, for yourself because I I know for me it's I even worked at UT and I could do classes for almost free and I just 
I couldn't do it. Like it, it, school was hard for me. Um, I, I was a good student, but I had to put in work and, and I'll be honest, I was lazy. I, I you know, I should have done a lot better. Um, but is it easy because you're in education teaching kids to know like, Hey, this is important and I should be doing this also. I think there's a degree to that for sure. Part of it is need. I had to go back to school to get my principal license. Okay. I had to go back to get my superintendent license. I didn't need my doctoral degree, but I, I felt compelled to do that. And, and, um, we had a real young family at the time. And, and so my wife stopped working in order to make that possible and be home with the kids. But being in education, I think, does lend itself to further education. Okay. Because we're kind of in that mindset. Yeah. And it, it's kind of stuck for me. I've, I've been an adjunct professor at BGSU for about four years now. Oh. And so I get to teach, you know, the, the next group of leaders coming up. Yeah. And, and it, it just kind of seems like that's a way to give back. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that's when you're in education, you're always looking to give back or help or, you know, do something. So for sure. whatever you can do to help anybody, right? Yep. Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> that's what educators do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, I think there's a certain, there's certain, definitely certain kind of people that, 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 that makes it a little easier to do this job. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Um, so you were, uh, at North Baltimore for 12 years, came over to Penta. What, what about Penta, um, made you want to, to want to go there? I had been, uh, a member school principal, for Penta for those 12 years because North Baltimore is one of our 16 member schools. Okay. And so I had been around Penta quite a bit. I used to uh, need to attend all of the IEP and ETR meetings. Mm -hmm. And so I was on Penta campus a lot and I kind of made a point to get to know the place, get to know the people. Um, We would have professional development meetings there with all of the 16 member principals. And so I began to really get to know people And, and some Penta staff supervisors would come out to North Baltimore because we have satellite programs in 15 of our 16 member schools. Oh, okay. So I would, I would get to know those, those supervisors and I saw what they were doing. Mm -hmm. I didn't know exactly what I was getting into uh, when I arrived, but I knew it was positive. I knew it was good. Yeah. And I knew we had resources that uh, traditional schools just, you know, don't have. And, and the facilities are incredible. I was just going to say that because they just built that building a couple what couple years ago, uh, two thousand eight. Okay, is, oh wow, it's been a while. We opened. Yeah, that that's awesome. That's it looks awesome brand place. new. I've never been inside, but it looks awesome. Yeah, it. Uh, well, come over. I'll give I will. you a personal tour. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it was built yesterday. We yes. keep it very very clean. Yeah, uh, that's the the. I, I don't know, and I know there's other schools like Penta uh, around. Uh, I just know that one, and and just seeing it from from the highway or seeing it as I'm driving by, just it's it's awesome. Yeah. So what? Uh, so so when you got to Penta, obviously it was the pandemic, and that kind of shifts focus a little bit. What what was? Did you have goals or what you wanted to do once you got to Penta? Like what? This is I want to not necessarily change things, but maybe focus on this or or help this group more. Uh, I, I would say that uh, as the assistant to the superintendent, uh, it's my position, my job to uh, further the goals that uh, Mr. Yours has established. Okay. And so I would follow his lead. A lot of my first year was also learning, learning what we do, learning where the fingers of Penta go, trying to figure out where um, you know our satellite locations were and um, getting an overall view of Penta Career Center in the state of Ohio and mm-hmm. in the nation. And so I spent a lot of time listening. 
I spent a lot of time learning and, um, and, and that, that was a valuable, uh, time for me to, to get to know, because I thought I had a view of what Penta did as a member principal. But once you, once you get inside and once, once I began talking with staff members and, and other administrators, you learn the, the bigger picture of what Penta really means. Um, Penta was the first multi-county career center in the nation. Oh, wow. And in 1965, we opened. And so we've got a real rich history. Um, in, in Ohio, we were the first career center to completely move and rebuild our entire facilities. And when we opened up on Buck Road in, in 2008, that was another another milestone. Yeah. So there, there are um, 49 uh, career centers in Ohio. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's a tight-knit group. There are a lot of uh, organizations where we, we get together, we learn from each other, we share information because career center education is certainly much different than a traditional school. Yeah. So I would imagine there's a lot of, uh, hey, how'd you do this? Or, hey, we do, we do it this way. What do you guys think? Absolutely. Collaboration. Yep. I mean, with because it's, I don't want to say it's a, a different um I guess it is. It's, it is different from regular high school, and sometimes kids um, don't do well with different. Uh, they they saw their older brother go to high school. I want to go to this high school and and do whatever you know, just mm-hmm. but stay here. Um, so I would imagine sometimes it's hard to to get certain students that you that you know you're trying to push this kid because maybe they're not doing so well in in, in their regular classes but they would excel over here is there is there things you guys do as far as like recruiting and that kind of stuff absolutely we are a school of choice yeah so people have to choose to come to Penn career center and so we we have uh, um, a lot of outreach programs um, we go on to the member school campuses and, okay. and we talk with students uh, during the pandemic, we learned to do things differently. If uh, if anyone goes to pentacareercenter.org, uh, you'll see videos of the majority of our labs because mm-hmm. we needed to attract, you know, we needed to recruit in a remote environment. Yeah. And so that became a challenge for us. Um, during 2020 school year, we had our largest enrollment ever. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And so, wow. and then we had to shut down part of the time. <laughs> So in the fo- the following year, we uh, uh, we continued that trend. Our our enrollment is strong. That's awesome. And I I think that that is um, it's part of a bigger conversation. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's like career centers are a secret. You yeah. know, pe- people think yes. of Penta uh, in a, a a certain way that uh, is often positive and often comes with some questions. Mm-hmm. And as people see the cost of college and as people see the uh, types of credentials that can be earned mm-hmm. by 17, 18 year olds, it becomes kind of more obvious. Like, yeah. oh, <laughs> why oh, not? Yeah, We have to go to Penta yeah. Career Center. And, and so, um, uh, yeah, and, and then the opportunities afterward are, are pretty incredible, too. I know when I was going to, to Perrysburg, it, the students who went to Penta were looked at a certain way. And that's one reason I didn't go. Like, I don't want, I don't want, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, get made fun of because I'm going to Penta. And that, obviously, when you're a teenager, all you want to do is make sure you're, you're in the good graces of your friends and peers. Mm-hmm. And, and it was looked down upon. And, and I don't know, I don't know how it is today. I talked to a few, um, uh, graduate Lincoln Bachbrader who graduated from Perrysburg. Sure, sure. Uh, I talked to him about it and, 
uh, he said it's still kind of the same way a little bit. You know, he says it's, it is getting better, but he did he did feel that. And I made a point at I, I like to Coach Kriegel allowed me to talk at the football banquets, and one of the talks was about Penta and, and how I said it, it needs to. I made a point to say like I people were made fun of and they're still getting made fun of or or looked down upon, and that it shouldn't be that way because they're doing what they want to do, and this is a great way to do it. And, and I think some of uh, some of those stereotypes come from parents that, Definitely. that think Definitely. about the the old campus, maybe the way that vocational education used to be, mm-hmm. and don't have the knowledge of uh, the way we do it now. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, that's something that is real. Yeah. That's something that that we're cognizant of, um, and that's even happened with my own son. And um, but. In in Brock's viewpoint, he sees the opportunity of trying to narrow things down before he gets out of high school, yeah. right? Because yeah. if I'm if I'm at any high school in in America, and, and I say, you know what, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to be an engineer, mm-hmm. say, oh, great. Well, what kind? Well, I don't, I don't know <laughs> what what kinds are there, yeah. right? So then you go to college and you got to decide between twelve engineering fields. <laughs> you know, there's a wasted year. There's twenty five thousand yeah. dollars. But for somebody who comes to Penta or to any other career centers, they're set up to help you narrow down your choices in advance. Somebody mm-hmm. might realize, oh, I'm not really a mechanical person. I'm much more of a electrical person mm-hmm. or a chemical engineer or a nuclear engineer or, or uh, any of the other ones. Yeah. And so, so Brock has embraced that this is a chance in robotics and automation to begin to narrow down what he really wants to do. Yeah. You know, employ, enroll, enlist. That's what you can do after you leave Penta Career Center, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it can be any one of those things. We have a lot of wonderful people who get credentialed, go right to work, and they're filling the manufacturing and other needs in Northwest Ohio as 18-year-olds yeah. making $60,000 a year yeah. and no debt. <laughs> that's such a huge thing, too. That All that's important, and then the no debt at the end is just like... And and the other the other thing that's available is a start here scholarship at Owens Community College. We have a rich history with Owens Community okay. College. Uh, in fact, they were on our campus when we were open in 19, uh, right after 1965. Okay. And so we were kind of merged together. And, and then Owens, of course, bought the Penta campus uh, after we left and went to Buck Road mm. and, and, and remodeled it, uh, rebuilt. But anyway, the start here scholarship works like this. If I'm in high school and I earn nine semester hours through Owens Community College, through College Credit Plus mm-hmm. programs, you're automatically eligible to finish your two-year degree on their campus for free. Oh, wow. For free. Yeah. So I don't know if Brock will do that or not, but it's an option for him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's two years of college. If he then decides to go on, he can you know, jump over to BGSU, UT, or any other school take all of those credits with him and now he's a junior mm-hmm. and and college is now cut in half yeah who knows what opportunities exist and not just for my son but for people who come to penna a lot of them get picked up and are given paid internships the second half of their senior year wow a lot of those companies will then employ you upon graduation and provide the further training that they need in order to stay in that organization mm-hmm. and right there is you know that's thousands and thousands of dollars of training that that they get at a reduced or free cost so it it, it's like the tides are changing yeah you know and and i think covid might have highlighted that a little bit 
there there is there is positives that come from covid cuz you have to find them right and and some just happened and and that that might be one of them you know you talked about parents being an important role in that and i know even when i went to school it was college 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 you got to go to college you got to do this and and just as you can see from enrollment i'm sure there's a switch there with parents too cuz those are the ones you got to focus on when i when i talk to kids about playing football or even some kids that um, I, I like going to the junior high games and talking to parents and talking to kids. Some of them that are thinking about going to another school, I'll talk to the kid. But more importantly, I talk to the parent because when you're when you're talking to kids, talk recruiting kids for anything, the parents are the one that you have to get to. And I think I think Penta, you guys understand that, and that's you know you're you're still talking to the kids because they they're the ones being there. But the parent is the one most important. Yeah, that's intentional. That, that's one hundred percent intentional. In fact, we. Uh, we get help with our social media, um, that, um, it's a company called Allerton Hill that helps, uh, promote Penna speaking of recruitment. And we know we need to reach those 30 something moms that are going to be the ones that help make that choice. So we do intentionally market in that way, um, in order to try and recruit students. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because every kid, it doesn't matter if you know exactly what you want or, or you don't at all, they're still going to look for their parents to be like, what do you think about this? Sure. Yeah. Sure. And if your parents are on board, then it makes your decision a lot easier. Uh, you feel more confident. Because if you have if you have backers, especially your parents are your biggest fans, then you can do anything you want. You know, as long as, as if those you, you have somebody just being your champion all the time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. What do you think your favorite? I'm sure there's a lot, and then I guess you can name a few if you want. But favorite parts about Penta? Oh gosh, um, I I think that we have the very best staff that we could possibly hope to have. Mm-hmm. I think that our instructors are incredibly talented, and they bring a lot of knowledge uh, into the academic classrooms, into the special education classrooms. Uh, you know, we have a high percentage of special education students mm-hmm. that benefit from our programs. And, and so we're able to serve those needs in a real particular way, including with uh, job training and job placement for mm-hmm. those students. Our lab instructors are so talented. I walk around and I look at the things they do. I'm like, where am I? <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, digital video production that that program is incredible they they do things i didn't even know i went to the wood county fair and like oh we made the signs oh really you know just our outreach is always you know we're always looking out to help somebody else Mm -hmm. and the instructors are the ones that make that possible you know they i've said it before the the instructors and the teachers are daily points of contact with our students Mm -hmm. and so part of my job is one of my goals is to get the the best person for each position mm-hmm. inside our building to touch our students and to be with our students. You know, and, and our administrative staff, it, they're, they're incredible people. They come from a wide range of backgrounds, not just in uh, career centers, you know, but in, in their previous positions. Yeah. They're invested. People, when they, when they get on campus and they become an employee, they're invested in what goes on there. That includes our, our operations uh, um, area. People take pride in what they do because I think we paint a good picture for our employees yeah. of how each person has an integral role in providing each student with the best education they can. And so 
I think that's the part I'm, I'm impressed with the most yeah. and, and, and grateful to be included in a elite group of people. And I'll, it makes going to uh, your, a job or work or wherever so much better when you enjoy the people you work with and, and you know that they enjoy what they're doing. Because it, it, you can pile on with that, like, I like being here, and so does that person. So whatever job we're doing, if it's a horrible job at this, at this, on this particular day, like, we got to dig a ditch or whatever, but I know he likes digging ditches, then, and I do too, it's going to make that job so much better. Yep, we have different structures in place at Penna. For example, all of our academic staff are paired with a lab instructor. And we've used that to provide, uh, you know, dual credit in labs. You might earn a math credit in a um, in a CAD lab, for example. Okay. Um, and so our we have the understanding that in in math, English, science, and social studies, we're going to have a, a different learning experience because mm-hmm. we're in a in, in a career center mm-hmm. that is going to be different than in you know any other high school. And so those partnerships with the staff are really valuable and lead to um real real world learning experiences when you're talking about science yeah for yeah. example they, they can they can the students can apply something to it right away like mm-hmm. here's we're doing a science lesson but here's what you can actually you can do with it besides just reading from a book and taking a test right in in their lab of choice that yes they're in so are, are all your teachers and instructors are they all like have because um and I apologize because I don't know but do they all have teaching licenses and everything or are they is there um the instructors are they also have licensure and all that stuff too yeah uh everybody that is an instructor be it in an academic classroom or in a lab has a license from the ohio department of education to do so uh here's the interesting part because i get the point of your question uh i needed to hire uh auto collision repair instructor I needed to hire a computer-aided design instructor and a welding instructor this past summer. Yeah. So we, we take people out of those careers who have maybe not had any uh, teacher, you know, quote, quote, teacher education in yeah. their lives ever, but they've got the skills and the desire and the drive to become a teacher. And so we have a way to do that. Because they have a certain level of experience, maybe an associate's degree, maybe a credential of some sort in their field, we take them and give them a temporary teaching license, and then they will go back to school. And uh, for, depending, basically two years, Mm -hmm. they'll do coursework to then get a five-year workforce development license. Okay. And so we... We have ways of doing that. Uh, don't need to get into that, I don't mm-hmm. think. But they become credentialed teachers. Wow! So it's a bizarre thing, right? Yeah, we take yeah. a guy out of a fab shop that you know has been welding, maybe supervising, you know, maybe maybe doing some coaching on the side. Really wants to get with high school students. Yeah. Um, who who we help become licensed? Is it hard to find those people? As far as like, hey, I need this, like you said, welding. Is it hard to find someone, a professional in that and welding and and also one that wants to be a teacher? Yes, it, it can become hard because we, you know, we have people that are making really, really good livings, yeah. you know, that uh, are probably also working, you know, every day of the year, 60 hours a week mm-hmm. that might be looking for something a little bit different, um, but you know, getting them to, you know, to, to come to us, it can be a challenge, Mm -hmm. but we have such a network 
Yeah. And so again, the the career center is all talk. I'm sure. I'm sure. As soon as there's an opening, like you put that email out, and there's all kinds. Of, oh, he, this person's interested. Oh, that would be great for this person. It, you know, it, it really comes down to personal connection. Yeah. Somebody knows somebody who knows somebody. <laughs> yeah. Like you need to talk to 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 this uh, man or woman, mm-hmm. and uh, oftentimes that that can lead to something. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and and again, the people who are the industry professionals who also want to be teachers, those are the, the people who you probably want in the classroom anyway because they're doing this thing. Maybe they, they thought about being a teacher later in life and like, oh, there's this path for me to actually do this thing. Yep, yep. And it, and that, you know, we, we might have somebody that's been in industry for 15 or 20 years yeah. who or who retires from industry mm-hmm. and wants to share their knowledge with the next group of people coming up. Yeah. That that's, that's my that's, that's powerful. Yes, yeah. That that's I love when people ask me questions about just plants outside or the grass or or whatever. And uh, sometimes I I answer this question, uh, but it'll take me about eight minutes to get there because I'm doing all this other stuff. And I look at them like, oh, you just really just wanted this one answer. I could have told you at the beginning, you know. But I like saying all these things, you know. And then when I get to talk to someone who also knows plants. Like it, it makes it a lot more fun. I get that. The yeah. the people in education, the best ones, tend to be those who feel like they really have a powerful desire to give to others, mm-hmm. to provide to others something that they know. Yeah. And 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 that's uh that's a deep thing. And and educators that are listening understand, yeah. you know, w- what that means. Yeah. Well you're you're very positive that people are actually listening. So <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, yeah, that's, that's such a, it's uh, such a cool program that that has, that you guys offer is, and is that for other career centers? Do they do that too? Um, what you guys to bring a professional in to be a, become yep. a teacher? Yeah, that, that's real common. Oh, that's, a, that's great. Yep. Cause that, that's just a, another avenue for these kids to understand what's out there mm-hmm. too. So, um, I, I want to make sure you, you, uh, you brought a, a sheet with you. I just want to make sure you talk about uh, everything you want to talk about because I, I I want to give you the opportunity here. That's one thing. One thing. Uh, you're my friend, and and I'm I'm coaching your son now, and I want you on this podcast for that reason. But also because Penna is important to me, and I want to get any information that you want to share about it out there. You know, yeah, there there is something I'd, I'd talk about, Lorenzo. Uh, we are doing things differently this year than than we ever have before. Uh, one of our goals this year is to have our students be success ready. That's something that we push. We push it on social media, be success ready. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that we're doing that is we're, uh, we've changed our, um, we've changed our schedule okay. and we are offering work-based learning Mondays this year. It's not every Monday yet. Uh, it's one of the future goals that we have and that Mr. Yours has, but what this is, or these are particular days that we have set up that we are going to take as many students as we can on campus and provide them with a real life learning experience based around the work that they want to do. Mm. And so we're going to be sending people to different locations. We're going to be going out into the the 16 member communities eventually and placing students in an, a field that they want to learn more about or that they're currently be tra- being trained and credentialed in. Mm-hmm. And those types of experiences are so valuable yeah. because, you know, it's, it's not a field trip. You know, we're not going to take kids to the zoo and say, hey, check out the polar bear. Yeah. You know, it, it's getting in and getting behind the scenes and actually doing the work in, in certain career fields. Mm-hmm. And we're excited about that. 
Um, included in that, we're going to be offering customer service days where God bless, you know, uh, COVID allows us to continue to uh, uh, implement our plan, but bringing people back onto our campus to give them uh, the ability to uh, get a service, okay. you know, to, to come to our restaurant, to get uh, um, their haircut or, or whatever. You know, there's so many things that we do, you know, the, the um, small animal care and in, in, in that field. And um, having our students get directly involved in the actual type of work that they will do if they continue uh, and get credentialed in their field. Mm-hmm. And that that's exciting. Yeah. That's, you know, that's yeah. hands-on. That's learning. That's out in the communities on our campus. And, and it's also an, an initiative from the state of Ohio to provide our students with work-based learning hours. Mm-hmm. Well, Penta does things big. So we're going, we're going <laughs> all in. Yeah. And, and we're starting, starting it this year. And so as this program develops and changes, and grows, I think we'll see in a few years, uh, a lot more of Penta, you know, look for our t-shirts, look for our hats. We're going to be out in the communities mm-hmm. more giving our students that exposure to what life is really like yeah. in that field. Well, if you, if you need, uh, anybody, any students in the green industry, uh, the Metro parks, we'll be happy to have you guys come on, especially on those Mondays. I, I, I can't speak for everyone, but, but at the park where I'm at, um, you guys are more than welcome. We, you know, if you want to do that, we can set something up. Because uh, right now we actually use the uh, transition to work program. So absolutely, um, they just at my park we have four students. They started Friday. Okay, um, with uh, Mr. Detterman came out the job coach, yep. and they're going to be at at my park Monday Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays until. I think until the end of November, maybe. You know, so, that that's yeah. exciting. I know that we have a good relationship with the Metro Parks. Yeah. And I, I was wondering if maybe TTW was out there, but I didn't know that they were going to be working with you uh, in some degree. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. And yeah. that's cool. And another thing that I would direct you to and, and anyone else is that we have business advisory councils that are people who are currently working in the industry coming to a couple of meetings a year with our instructors in horticulture, for example. And that's one way that you could get involved and others can get involved is attending those meetings. And it does lead to new opportunities. It does lead to, oh, you got a work-based learning in November? Why don't don't, don't you bring a van full over and I'll, you know, do something with them. Yeah. You know, that's how we uh, build our relationships. Yeah. You know, and, and those, um, uh, those advisory councils also sometimes help recruit other employees mm-hmm. in, Hey, I know a guy, I know, I know a woman. And so that, that's another way that you could uh, get, begin to get invested in what we do. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, uh, the kids that started Friday, it was, it, I, we treat them like they're employees cause that's what they are. They're our employees. We, we make them fill out an application. We have, uh, I take them through orientation. I through all, go through paperwork. We talk about the parks and everything. Yeah. Uh, make them sign documents like just in, here's our ethics policy and go through that and like, you know, make sure you're doing X, Y, and Z. And, you know, the first day for us. And, and I, because my boss, uh, Chris Smalley, who was uh, instrumental in bringing um, the, the Penta into the parks. Um, he told me all that. He said, "Make sure they're employees, so let's treat them that way." So yes, and, yes. And, and try to give them a wide array, array of things. Like the first thing they do that they're going to do for us every day is is clean because wherever you go, you're going to have to clean something. So we have them clean our offices and clean our bathrooms, and then 
they and any, any particular day, like next week, I'm going to have them working in and pulling some weeds and re- reclaiming this bed and mm-hmm. picking up garbage on the street, on the, on the side of the road, uh, trimming trails, like working with stone, like all kinds of stuff as much as I can. Because I know that I talk to all of them. I know they're not all uh, horticulture students. I, one, one of the four is, mm-hmm. you know. So I know they um, maybe not, that's not something they want to do, but I'm trying to expand what we have there for them to do well those students have a particular set of abilities Mm -hmm. you know and certainly some disabilities to account for too at Mm -hmm. times and so the the real life learning the 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 hands-on training that you're providing it it uh it goes over to their fields Mm -hmm. you know they're learning life skills that are valuable to be successful as independent working adults yeah and 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 that that's certainly um that's really really neat for me to hear yeah, I I, you know. I enjoyed it as my first time. I know my boss Chris really liked it too, uh, and they help us a lot. We get a lot of of projects done, and I have things oh, that I want them to to do. And and I I asked them, I go, "Have ever you been here before?" And they said, "No." So one of my favorite things I know in my career, I used to work at the old Dana headquarters on Door Street, and driving right. by and seeing things that I did, or these trees I planted, and they're this big. Or in in some case, I I drove through there, and some of the trees I planted they cut down. I'm like, "Oh no, what happened?" <laughs> But I want them to have that same feeling. So when if they come back to Pearson Park and it's like, oh, I, w- I worked on this when I was there and, and it's still there. Or sometimes in years past, they had them, Chris had them put together picnic tables mm-hmm. or benches, like just all these things that they can see years down the road. Yep, that, that's something that Penna does really well is to meet the needs of individual students, mm-hmm. whether or not it's what you just described or whether or not we've got four labs coming together to build an entire house. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, it, there's a wide range in there. There's something for everybody. But there's, there's something I did want to ask you. Sure. Tell me about the uh, uh, 20 under 40 uh, nomination that you got. That, I saw that. Yeah. I'm like, how, how, how does your role at the Metro Parks, how did they find you? So uh, Scott Buecher is the one who nominated me. And he told me, uh, he's like, hey, I nominated you for this thing. You're going to be getting an email, so make sure you're looking in your email for it. Um, so he he was nominated by somebody a few years ago. So I, I talked to him about how I fill out all this paperwork and stuff. So he he told me he goes I nominated you for for you know for your coaching and your volunteering and the stuff you do at the Metro Parks you know all all these things and that's why I nominated you. So it was it was him. He was he was the one driving it, and then I. Um, I had to do some stuff on my end to 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 finish the process, and then uh, it's a cool thing. It's it's cool to be. I, my wife sent me the link saying, "Hey, look here's the here's the nominees. It has all the list here, and there's a bunch of names." I go, "There's a lot of names on here, and they only <laughs> picked 20. And she goes, "Yeah, but your name just you still got to recognize your names on there, though." Right? I said, "Yeah." I said, "You're correct. You're correct." Well, congratulations. So, That's thank a well deserved honor, and like, like I had kind of expressed to you for somebody who's you know, humble, kind of doing their thing and, and, you know, being a really good family guy and contributing back to your community, uh, through coaching and, uh, particular for, for me personally, you know, having a direct positive impact on my son, uh, you're certainly deserving of that award and and certainly my thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I did. I talked to Brock last week because I I was I know he was, goes to Penta and uh, I asked him what he was doing because I had no idea. He said he said robotics like you had discussed, and I have I told him about one of my friends who works. I think it's in Fremont. I can't remember, uh, but he he travels the country fixing robots, fixing and sure. robotics and stuff. So I was talking to Brock about that because he wasn't sure what he wanted to do exactly yet, uh, as you were talking about all the different options it has, but. Um, 
But before you go, um, I will I'll give you the the company he works for, so you can give it to Brock and and he can look into it if he wants to. Very good. But yeah, okay, it, it's a cool. My friend loves it, and he had no he he was doing landscaping with me at UT, and he had no prior knowledge of it. He he went to Penta for um um I don't want to say cooking, but what what do I oh remember? the culinary Co- culinary arts. yes mm-hmm. he was there for that. Um, so he had no interest in it or no idea this is what he wanted, and he went there and he loves it. So, wow! So it's it that just goes to sh- you, don't, you never know what you're gonna like. He's the same age as me, and he found out what he wanted to do two years ago. Mm-hmm. So and it's it's that's just how it works. And and hopefully Penta makes that uh, makes fig- you figuring out what you want to do before your thirties. You know, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, and, and thanks for the goodie bag you brought me. Uh, I always sure. love love swag. I think everybody does <laughs> so and uh and thanks for uh, being on the podcast my pleasure <clears throat> thanks to dr bob falkenstein for being on the podcast today like i said in the podcast penta is important to me uh, i think it's a great way for kids who maybe um, don't uh, don't know what they want to do and or know that they want to work with their hands and and be in labs and stuff uh that's it's just a great option for them uh, not every student learns the same way, and this is just another way for uh, kids to succeed in, in high school and uh, uh, can maybe possibly continue their education or, like Dr. Falkenstein said, get a, get a job right out of high school. Thanks to Real JP Multimedia, Cuttlefish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab, and Big Daddy Graphics for supporting the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, The Princess Pod with special guest, Mateo Melcher. I I am Why are you that? I have a four-story layered dollhouse. Yeah, it is right next to me. I know that. And well, she's telling everybody. I know. It's taller than Mateo. I think I'm taller. And it's taller than all my friends. What are you guys doing today? We are going to go to the store and play with our friends. I'm not, I don't want to go to the store. Sorry, we all got to go to the store. Why? I don't want to. <laughs> uh, what are you looking forward to this week in school? I'm giving my teacher her present. Oh, she, she has a present? Why does she have a present? I'm yeah. giving her one. Oh, one of your picture Why? frames? I'm giving her a picture frame, a pot holder, and a picture. That's a lot of that's a lot of presents. That is a there. lot of presents. They're all in one bag. Don't scream. <laughs> so do you guys just want to be on this so you can hear yourselves? You guys aren't really talking about anything. No. Uh, I have, more or less. I have a Lego set. I have 500. Are you just going to talk about the stuff you can see right now? <laughs> <laughs> I have a box in my for my clubhouse. Ooh, a box. Mickey Mouse clubhouse. I have... You have a what? Dirty Wario. He's in the laundry room. Okay. Uh, I have a mm. piano at my house. Ooh. And I have an American Girl doll. Ooh. I 
have. Alright, well, we're just not going to list the things we have in our basement. What else you got to say before we end this princess? Um, is it almost lunchtime? It is almost lunchtime. Yay! I would like to say that I'm a princess. Do it. Anything for you? Closing remarks? Uh-uh. Alright. He's a prince. Thank you. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No. Sign off. What's your sign off? Um. Don't scream. Lego. Do you know what a sign-off is? No. It's like how you say goodbye. Like, how are you going to say goodbye? It's like a special way like, to say goodbye. A special way to say goodbye, and you always say it after every episode. Adios. That works. Adios. Say adios, podcast fans. Adios, podcast fans. Well, let's not scream it. Do it again. Adios, podcast friends. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. You can say adios, podcast friends. Adios, podcast friends.